it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion Podcast and Jacksonville's Morning News Interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. You can't stop Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville, good morning, and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. You have to stand proudly for the national anthem. Well, you shouldn't be playing. You shouldn't be there. Maybe you shouldn't be in the country. You have to stand proudly for the national anthem. That is exactly right. When you hear... The sultry sounds of the national anthem being played at an NFL football game, and you're on the field. You now have to stand. You can no longer take a knee. If you do, you're going to take it in the wallet. All teams uh, will be fine if any of their players or personnel are on the field and not standing at attention when the flag and the anthem is played. Or you can stay in the locker room. You can stay in the locker room, which, you know, I don't think anyone wants to see that happen. But guess what? It's probably going to. I don't think people should be staying in locker rooms, but still, I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's good that that's all part of the uh, that's all part of the new resolution that the NFL announced yesterday with uh, Roger Goodell. They came out and said, here's our new anthem policy. And man, people were all over the board on it. Uh, we got a ton of open. By the way, thanks to Donald Trump for sending those open mic messages. Uh, we appreciate I had no idea he even downloaded our app, but uh, that's great. If you would. Oh, oh, those are from. Uh, never mind. Those are from Fox and Friends. Our buddy Brian Kilmeade sending those in. Brian, thank you for sending in those open mic messages. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you want to comment on the NFL and their new anthem policy, it is now requisite if you are on the field to stand at attention and respect the flag of the United States of America while the national anthem plays. It is not requisite, meaning required, for you to be on the field. You can wait in the locker room like a, like a, a what does he say, a sorry SOB. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners when some Somebody disrespects our flag to say, get that son of a off the field right now. Out. He's fired. Yeah. Fired. Fired. I get it. He's fired out of here. And Donald Trump loves to say people are fired, but he does it. That used to be his job. His, his job used to be to uh, to fire people. Speaking of firing people, man, he got rid of Kim Jong-un uh, pretty quickly. I don't know if you know that. Here's a riddle. Here's a riddle I just came up with. Ready? What do the North Korean denuclearization talks between the United States and North Korea and every Matthew Perry show since Friends have in common? They've all been canceled. There you go. That's exactly right. Donald Trump of this morning. And I'll read you this letter here in just a minute uh, because he basically pulled the plug on it. He pulled the plug on it because Kim Jong-un, even though he said he wanted to sit down at the table with president, he wanted to talk about peace. He wanted to open up diplomatic relations with South Korea and the United States and the rest of the world. Even though he said we want to investigate all of that, uh, he still is threatening to destroy everybody and uh, and uh, death to the U.S. So Donald Trump said, forget it. We got our hostages back. Uh, we're going to pull the plug. We're, you know, I got better things to do in June. It's summer. I got, I own golf clubs. I don't need to go. I don't need to go to Singapore. I can go to Mar-a-Lago. It's way nicer there. Uh, but you know, but that's, that's basically the deal. A lot of people praising Donald Trump for this Paul, you know, Paul Ryan, Marco Rubio coming out and saying, there's no reason we should sit down at a table and talk to somebody who uses this inflammatory language against us. There's no reason we should sit down and talk to the person who's still clearly bonkers and wants to pursue the nuclear destruction of not just South Korea, but also the United States of America. There, this guy is not ready to talk and Donald Trump uh, holds all the cards. 
once again, you know, it's interesting. The past two days, whether he meant to or not or whether it was just timing, who knows? But Donald Trump's position as the purveyor of American values and the president, really the commander in chief of the world, has really has really shone forth, first of all. This decision with uh, this decision with the the NFL and the anthem. I mean, when Roger Goodell came out and said, here's the deal, we are now going to require every player to stand. That's exactly what Donald Trump said. Donald Trump said you should require every player to stand and people hemmed and hawed. And they get that was when he made that statement about firing everybody. You love to see one of these NFL owners when somebody disrespects our flag to say, get that son of a up the field right now out he's fired fired when he said that that's when the whole hubbub really started that's when you had the jaguars in london all taking a knee and then standing up for god save the queen that's when you had all these owners locking arms with the, with their players in solidarity that's when the entire thing erupted that's when they started calling the special meetings with all of the owners and a bunch of the players and they sat down and they said we're having a crisis moment here in the nfl and that's when people started burning their jerseys. Remember that? Remember the jersey burners? Remember that? And that's not a that's not the Jersey Boys. That's totally different. That was Frankie Valley. But the jersey burners were the people that that you know burned their jerseys in effigy, and they took their season tickets and they would rip them up or shred them or douse them with gasoline, and it was I mean it was insanity. This was all last season in the NFL. And what did the NFL do? Did they compromise? No. They said we have a new rule. You must stand up. For the anthem and Donald Trump praising the owners for doing exactly what he told them to do. You have to stand proudly for the national anthem and the NFL owners did the right thing. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's victory number one for Donald Trump. Then this morning he and I, I, I don't know if he timed it this way or not. I assume that he probably said, hey, you know what? While everyone's talking about uh, how great I am and how the NFL uh, kowtowed to me, perhaps maybe I should I should release this letter or send this letter out to Kim Jong Un. And that's what he did. And the letter I'll re- you know what? I'll read it. I'll read it to you. We'll get back to the NFL thing in a minute. But the letter basically, again, shows Donald Trump's superiority over pretty much everybody. He wrote, you know, His Excellency King Jong Un. I think it's the thing. Uh, we greatly appreciate your time, patience, and effort with respect to our recent negotiations and discussions relative to a summit long sought by both parties, which was scheduled to take place on June 12th in Singapore. Yada, 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 yada. I was very much looking forward to being there with you. Sadly, based on the tremendous anger and open hostility displayed in your most recent statement, I feel it is inappropriate at this time to have this long-planned meeting. Therefore, please let this letter serve to represent that the Singapore summit, for the good of both parties but to the detriment of the world, will not take place. You talk about your nuclear capabilities, but ours are so massive and so powerful that I pray to God they will never have to be used. This is the letter that he sent to Kim Jong-un. And he goes in, he goes, look, we were building up this wonderful dialogue. I look forward to meeting you one day. Thank you for releasing the hostages. If you change your mind, give me a call. He literally says, all right, if you change your mind about wanting to destroy us, give me a call. And we'll see if we can get together uh, and uh, create an opportunity for lasting peace and great prosperity and wealth. This missed opportunity is truly sad, a truly sad moment in history. Sincerely yours, Donald J. Trump. And with that letter, the plug has been pulled. 
It is done, man. It is not happening. But think about this. Think about this. What happened in the interim? Donald Trump came forward, agreed to the meeting, scheduled a date, went out there and said, we're going to do this. We're going to meet with Kim Jong-un. And people were saying, what does he need? The Nobel Peace Prize. Then he gets our hostages released. The hostages are brought back. Now he pulls the plug on the meeting and he blames Kim Jong-un for it. It's really kind of a, this may have just been a ploy to get our hostages back. And if that's the case, bravo. If not, well, that's exactly what happened. And now you've got lawmakers all over the globe saying, hey, Donald Trump did the right thing. Donald Trump has put himself back in the position of power. Donald Trump has shown that he's not really going to to, uh, do any kind of um, negotiating with a brutal dictator who's also a nut job. It's really it, it's interesting going into this Memorial Day weekend how much the tide has turned. And once again, it's it's this up and down roller coaster. Positive, negative, positive, negative. Big news, bad news. Michael Cohen gets indicted, you know, everything else with Donald Trump looks like a hero with the NFL. It's it's back and forth and it is one of the things that keeps Donald Trump and his presidency and his supporters in such high spirits, because every time there's a low, that roller coaster goes right back up to the top, uh, even higher. A really interesting week so far. Really interesting week so far. We have a ton of open mic messages about the NFL decision. We'll play you some of those here in just a minute. 340-1045. If you want to give me a buzz, you can call in. 340-1045. Uh, let me know what you think about it. we got to take a quick break. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K Show. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Mark K. Uh, breaking news, man. Breaking news about Morgan Freeman. Apparently, eight women, eight women have accused him of inappropriate and improper contact. Which is uh, that's. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm a little shocked by that. I'm God. Well, I guess. Yeah, I guess you know what. When you're God, you can. I guess you feel like you can get away with uh, get away with pretty much anything you want. Anyway, they'll follow. That's a crazy story too, because I always felt like uh, Morgan Freeman was always, you know, I, you know, maybe it's because he played God. Uh, maybe it's because he he had that mystique about it. Maybe it's because he played all these powerful characters. He played the president of the United States in in uh, that movie about the asteroid, and he played God twice, I think. Um, you know, I mean, he did play a criminal in the Shawshank Redemption as well. But my favorite, of course, Driving Miss Daisy. I'm trying to drive you to the snow. All these great movies with Morgan Freeman, but that is a, a surprising accusation. Um, and you know, and we're gonna and we're gonna follow. And you know, my, Morgan Freeman. My wife worked with him a couple times. She used to do publicity for films when we lived in Washington D.C. And she, uh, she, ha- what they call handled him when he came into town. Uh, her job was to basically take him around to all the media tours and check him into his hotel. And if he wanted coffee, get him coffee and make sure that, you know, the limo knew where it was going. And she spent all weekend with Morgan for, after that, talk to her, see if he tried to handle her too, because apparently that was one of, uh, I was one of, anyway, we'll get into that here in just a minute. Three, four, oh, one, oh, four, five. Get busy living or get busy dying. Another it's a great movie. Uh three four oh one oh four five. So yesterday the NFL, as the New York Times puts it, knelt down to Donald Trump. And they said now, uh there's a new rule. You got if you're on the field, you gotta stand during the national anthem. Otherwise you have to stay in the locker room. I don't think people should be staying in locker rooms, but still I think it's good. Yeah, it's good, but I mean that's the rule. If you don't want to stand for the anthem, you stay in the locker room and then you come out uh later on. Three four oh one oh four five. We got a ton of open mic messages about it. I think you took too long to correct a wrong. 
I like the I like how that rhymes there. Uh, if you want to leave an open mic message that's in poetry or like a couplet, a rhyming couplet, I think that's that's bonus points. That's bonus points. It's sad that we have to make players stand or make them stay in the locker room. But I'm glad somebody's finally doing something about it. Yeah, we know what we that's funny you should say that. We kinda I got kinda got into a debate with somebody on my Facebook page. If you go to the Mark K show on Facebook, you can follow along too. I had a little video basically describing the situation and asking people what they thought. And uh some guy wrote, you know, they're not paid to respect the flag. They're paid to play football. Who cares? And I thought to myself, well, that's dumb. Nobody is paid to respect the flag. That's not a job. That's just something you do because you're a decent person or a patriotic American. No one's no one actually gets money to respect the flag. I go out to the football games and I stand during the national anthem. I put my hand on my heart. I take off my hat, even though you know I'm gonna I'm gonna burn in the three minutes it takes them to sing the national anthem. Uh, but yeah, but you you do it because you want to, not because you're getting paid to do it. Anyway, three four zero one zero four five. NFL was taking a right step to putting that fine for not saluting the American flag because I believe it it is a matter of respect to to salute your country's flag. I like what they did here, too, because they kind of put the power back with the states, if you will. It's kind of like the NFL working as a confederation of states. They didn't say the player is going to be fine. They're not the federal government uh, running around handing out indictments or throwing people in federal prison. What they're going to do is they're going to find the team. So let's just say Colin Kaepernick. Bad example. He doesn't play football anymore. No one hired him. All right. Let's say let's say somebody, uh, you know, I'll just say a player from the Jaguars. I don't know which one. We'll pick one. Kneels during a game. They go out on the field. The anthem plays. They kneel down. The, te- the the player will not be fined. The team will be fined. And then it's up to Shad Khan and uh, and David Caldwell and Mark Lamping and and uh, you know everybody of the coaching staff. It's up to all of them to figure out what to do. Whether they pass the fine out to the player, whether they make them sit out a couple days, the games, whatever they do. Um, so I, I kind of like them. I kind of like the tack that they're taking. Let the team. Let the team govern themselves, and you just, you know, govern the team. The NFL can go to beep. Okay, that, you don't have to be, we have bleeps here. You don't have to beep yourself. We'll take care of, Josh will take care of that uh, uh, for you if you feel, if the feel if you feel the need to use strong language in your open mic message. 340-1045. The new rule of the day is, it is fine to stand during the national, or to kneel during the national anthem, which means if you kneel, you'll get a fine. What do you think about that? 340-1045. More of your phone calls and open mics coming up on the Mark K Show on News 1045 WOKV. Three four zero one zero four five. It sure is the Marquez. It makes me laugh sometimes um, when I when I think about it. But there, there's so much breaking news. There's the Morgan Freeman thing, which we're probably going to touch on. If uh, maybe not the right day, you know what? Bad choice of words, which we will talk about at length either later today or first thing tomorrow. Also, Donald Trump is about to speak, and we don't know yet if we're going to take this speech live, but I'm going to be honest with you. If history has taught us anything, we're probably going to take the speech live. So I'm just waiting to get uh, I'm waiting to get bumped here in just a minute. As soon as he takes the podium, we'll be monitoring it, and if there's something important to say, I guarantee it's about pulling out of this Korean summit and why it's an important thing um, you know, for the country and why meeting with Kim Jong-un at this point in time is not beneficial. And Marco Rubio actually tweeted, uh, this is kind of funny because if, you, if you're just following the story, uh, Donald Trump sent a letter to Kim Jong-un uh, earlier today. And it basically said, hey, 
what, here's what's going to happen. We are going to not meet with you because you're a lunatic. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm basically saying this is what, these are the unwritten words. Uh, but I mean, you know, he's basically said, look, we are not going to, uh, we're not going to meet with you at the time because your, your language is inflammatory and we're not prepared. You know, you need, you're taking a big step back. So in the future, if you feel like you can cool your jets and talk like a regular person, then we'll be happy to meet with you. But in, until then, all bets are off. And Marco Rubio tweeted, Kim Jong-un, in the words of a wise man, quote, congratulations, you just played yourself. Now, that's a quote from DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled! I, I guess, I assume that's, I assume that's the wise man he's talking about, but, uh, but it's the first time, it's the first time a United States senator has quoted DJ Khaled when talking about a major, uh, a major diplomatic problem it's a great song though it's a great song though i don't think yeah anyway <laughs> that's a wise man once said congratulations you just played yourself <laughs> uh where were we oh yeah let's get let's get back to the nfl uh what do you think about the new policy requiring anybody on the field to stand up during the national anthem and if you don't want to you got to stay in the locker room this button. This whole NFL thing is ridiculous. These players are getting paid to perform on the field, not force their cause on the 70,000 fans that came to watch them play. And as far as the option to go into the locker room, that's even more ridiculous because now that's what everybody's going to be focused on is, oh, who's not on the field? The camera's in there watching them kneel down in the locker room. That's a great, and that's a great point. Now, instead of us focusing on the flag and the United States and the anthem and the the Pledge of Allegiance and, you know, this nation and, you know, under God for which it stands or whatever, I don't think we do that there, but, you know, you, you get the concept. Instead of thinking about the military and the, the, the people who, you know, fought for this country to even exist and the founding fathers and the ideals that make us all Americans. Instead of thinking about all that great stuff, all we're going to be thinking about, okay, who stayed in the locker room? Where is it? Well, look, there's Villanueva. He's out here, but there's some guys in the tunnel. What's going on? Okay, who's in the tunnel? Let's see. Okay, there's a guy. We've just found out there's a guy in the locker room, but apparently he injured his ankle while getting out of the shower. So it's not a, it's not any kind of uh, protest. It's just he's hurt and they're trying to wrap his ankle. Or, you know, if somebody, if somebody has to go into the locker room during the game, is that a protest or is it just because they have to pee? We're not really sure what's going to happen, but there's still going to be focus on the wrong thing. And that, uh, is an excellent point. 340. 1045. This is Greg from Keystone. Greg, thanks for calling the Mark K Show. What'd you want to say? Yeah, I just don't understand why it's such a big deal today is what the owners have done. They had the authority to do this last year. They, they discipline them when they do stupid stuff in the end zones. I mean, Shad Khan stood down there with the players, and now he's changed his mind and said this is a great thing. Last year, he made a complete ass out of himself. I just don't understand what the big deal is today. Yeah, well, the big deal is they made it official. I mean, that's the thing. Here's how the NFL works. They don't really do anything really ever until the end of the year. And then what they do is they all get together for like a week. They spend lots of money, smoke lots of cigars. You know, it's one of those, it's like one of those big, um, you, if you ever picture in a, in a movie, a bunch of tycoons sitting together in a library with leather bound books, smoking cigars and drinking whiskey. And you know, they're just, it, that's exactly what it's like. They're just plotting, plotting to how to rule the world. And they're like, all right, here's what we're going to do. See? And they change all the rules. They change rules for the kickoff. They change rules for touchdowns. They change rules for officiating they change rules for whatever they sit down they go through the schedule 
You know, they, they compare, uh, you know, who has the hottest cheerleaders. I don't know what they do. But uh, then, then what they do is they make this decision about the anthem, and they only do it once a year. They save up all their problems. They get together for a week. They, pr- they try to solve them all, and then they leave. And then the season starts, and we realize that there's a whole new crop of problems, and then they'll come back together, and when they will uh, – and then at the end of the, that, what they're going to do is they are going to uh, what they're going to do is they're going to you know come up with more rules um, next. That's that's like it's like one of the keys to being an owner. It's something they really look forward to. Norman in Kingsland, Georgia. How are you, Norman? Uh, I'm okay. Uh, let me go. Okay, I'm. I called, but before it was Tim Tebow, and they went right against against him for kneeling down and saying a prayer before game. But then all this other stuff starts, and then that's okay. You know, it always comes back to Tim Tebow. It always does. That guy, for I mean, it, it's an amazing, it's an amazing accomplishment when you're so young, and you can basically be involved in so many important, uh, you know, not just athletic, but but social causes. Tim Tebow. It always comes back to Tim Tebow. In some way, shape, or form. And you're right. He did get in trouble, and he did have a lot of problems with uh, with kneeling in the end zone, praying to God um, after he scored a touchdown or before a game. I mean, he prays a lot, that guy. Tim Tebow, he's a praying machine. He is a praying machine, man. You know, he prays on the football field like uh, like Bill Cosby prays on women. And now apparently Morgan Freeman, allegedly. <laughs> I mean, maybe a little different. Maybe a little different. That's a different kind of prayer. But you get what I'm saying. You get the point. Um, and that was a huge problem. Now kneeling on the field uh, in uh, you know in protest of the flag and the anthem and police brutality and whatever else, yeah, that's not a problem. Three four zero one zero four five. This is David in Sandalwood. Hi, David. How are you? Hey, Mark. Uh, listen, um, I just want to mention about Chris Johnson, the brother of Woody Johnson, who owns the Jets, saying that he's going to pay fines, pay the fines of anyone deciding to kneel during the national anthem. Mm, yeah, well, now, here's I the mean, thing. You know, I mean, isn't that like throwing gasoline on the fire? And <laughs> well, all here's all owners are going to have to pay the fines. I mean, that's a, that's it. Doesn't matter if your team kneels, you're paying the fine whether you want to or not. But what he's saying, you're right. Is he's saying I'm okay with it? And if if my players still want to take this protest, and the odd thing about that, I heard about this. And this is the New York Jets. And the odd thing about that is. All of the owners agreed. All of the owners got together, came up with this plan, put it forth, wrote out the rules, and then they all had to vote. And all 32 owners, all 32 clubs said, we agree, we agree, we agree. And then immediately this guy comes out and says, hey, you know what? Um, my players are free to take a knee or protest or do whatever else. The team's going to have zero repercussions. And we've uh, unanimously adopted a policy that, you know, there's a fine, but I'll just pay the fine. And he said, quote, if somebody on the Jets takes a knee, that fine will be borne by the organization, by me, not the players. I never want to put restrictions on the speech of our players. So there you go. It, it's almost it's almost a ridic- it's almost ridiculous in my point. So if you're a New York Jet, feel free to, to kneel all you want because uh, your your boss is going to. Uh, man, I, I wish my boss paid for stuff that I did. Whenever we get we do we do something stupid. I always feel like I have to bear the brunt of it. And that's a lot, too. I mean, I've tried to cut down on the stupid stuff that I do, but it, it happens. It happens. Hey, Janice from Orange Park, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Doing great. What do you want to say, Janice? Um, what I want to say is, okay, my husband's 20-year retired Navy, and we used to watch a lot of football, but we stopped there because the stuff started. Those guys are pay- paid to play football. They're not paid to 
like what they did. If they didn't have a venue like this, they would never do it. Right. And I'm going to put you on hold just because I can barely hear what you're saying. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to, if we, you know what, we're going to look around. Maybe we have a new cell phone we can send you. But yeah, I mean, and that, that is always the common argument is why are we arguing about this? That's not even in their job description. If you want to go out there and cause a fuss and get all the people to watch you and, you know, try to throw out some kind of publicity stunt just to get attention, you should go into talk radio. But if you want to play football, you should play football. 340-1045. Quick break. We'll be right back with more of your phone calls, more of your open mic messages. This is, oh, this is the Mark K show. I should, I should stop talking before I turn my microphone off. Or you know what? Maybe some people prefer it that way. Uh, this is the Mark K show. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K show. Thanks so much for joining me today. The NFL only came to this conclusion because we hurt their pocket. Basically, they're saying uh, all these people that uh, didn't go to the games and boycotted and stopped watching games on television heard the NFL. So now they came forward with this resolution saying, now you have to stand up for the anthem. You got to stand up for the anthem or stay in the locker room. Otherwise, uh, you're going to get fined. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. This is Phyllis from Jacksonville. Hi, Phyllis. What do you want to say? Hey, good morning. I love your I love your show, Mark. This is Felice, F-E-L-I-C-E. Oh, it's Felice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like uh, Felice Navidad. Yes, exactly. Okay, perfect. Yes, thank you. Here's my parallel. I represent in my career, my successful career, I represent a company that I, um, when I started up, I wanted the goodies that they had to offer. They have a dress code. Their dress code is not what mine was. So I had a decision to make. Am I going to follow the dress code and get the goodies the company wants or else I can go somewhere else if I, if I have an objection to their dress code? Yeah. So I chose to go with their dress code. Parallel. I think any owner, any football team owner worth their salt would require that their players be, because it's business. The players are there for the goodie, which is the fame and the money and the glory and all that stuff. The goodie, I like that. If they're going to represent that team, that they would um, abide by the patriotic thing of standing for the American flag. And if not, fine, go Go play somewhere else. That's my thought, and thank you for allowing me to share it. Absolutely, and Felice, you bring up a really good point, which I've never heard anyone say before, and you basically said, look, when I got a job, they required me to wear uh, a, a certain type of outfit or dress in a, a certain way. Football players, by the way, have that same requirement. They are all required to wear a uniform. They are all required to wear the same exact thing every time they make the take the field. And nobody has a problem with that. Nobody says you're infringing on my First Amendment rights, uh, freedom of speech, because you're requiring me to wear this uniform. They just wear the uniform and they go out and they get the goodie. Like Felice just said, uh, she wanted the goodie, so she changed her, uh, you know, uh, clothing options so that she could get the goodie from her company. Well, what's the difference between requiring a player to wear a uniform and requiring a player to stand during the national anthem? Uh, and really, very little, if anything. Three four zero one zero four five. Before we go, Lori's been holding very uh, for uh, quite a long time, and I know that Donald Trump has just started speaking. We may cut to him here in just a minute. But first, Lori, uh, you wanted to mention something about the Morgan Freeman accusations. What do you want to say, Lori? Yes. Good morning. Um, what I wanted to say was, you know, we've hear hear all this, and now this has come up with Morgan Freeman. These women, and and trust me, I'm uh, I can understand when a woman is truly raped or molested, but. These women that are now coming forward after 10, 15, 20 years and saying, oh, he touched me or I was in his hotel room and I uh, raped me. Well, honey, why did you even go into the hotel room? You should have known better. 
What was your purpose for going into that hotel room or to his home with this man? And my concern is when are women, when are the women going to be at some point be held accountable or asked, why did you even go in? That, uh, you know what? And that that's a great question. Unfortunately, the show's over. So what we'll do, and I appreciate it, Laurie, uh, what we'll do is we'll probably, unless there's some other breaking news, which I'm going to be honest with you, it's been raining and pouring here news-wise. Uh, we'll get into that more a little bit later uh, tomorrow, probably. Uh, in fact, definitely tomorrow, because like I said, this show's over today. Tomorrow at 11 a.m., uh, we'll touch on that. We'll get you Donald Trump's live press conference here in just a second. Also, the news on Rush Limbaugh coming up here in just a minute. My name is Mark K. Thank you so much for joining me today. And Oh, you, oh sorry about that. <laughs> oh, did you, we're not going live yet? We're going to go live later. Okay, good. We're going to go live later. But if you ever want to leave us an open mic, here's what you do. Go to our downloadable mobile app. It's free. It's in the iTunes store. It's in the Google Play store. It's called News 104.5 WOKV. And you can do it not just during this show, but any time during the day. Anytime during the day, day, you hear a news story and you want to give your opinion, send it on in. You see something going on with traffic, send us an open mic message. You want to talk about Mike Burrish and his hair or lack thereof, by all means, send us that open mic message. It's always there and ready for you to use. Uh, like I said, I'll be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Stay tuned. The news, Donald Trump and Rush Limbaugh next on News 104.5 WOKV. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.